It's the Shaleen Show. You found the podcast where all the super smart people hang out. Welcome to the club. What's up, super smart people? This episode was custom made for you because today we're going to learn how to have a smarter brain. But you're about to spend some time with Dr. Amen. He's a physician. He's a double board certified psychiatrist. He's a teacher. He's an eight time New York Times bestselling author. You've seen him on multiple PBS specials, as well as a recent one, a PBS special with his beautiful, I shouldn't even say beautiful, incredibly hot wife, Tana, who is equally as intelligent, as remarkable, as amazing as Dr. Amen. And they both are just devoted to helping people live a better life and understanding that everything can be improved, most importantly, brain function. Dr. Amen is also the founder of the Amen Clinics, where you can go and have your brain scanned and actually see what kind of brain you have. Dr. Amen has actually hosted seven PBS specials, which is amazing because he's helped to raise $44 million for public television. That's amazing. Some of the books that he's written, because I I wanted to read you some of these titles because you'll be familiar with them. Change Your Brain, Change Your Life. Magnificent Mind at Any Age. Change Your Brain, Change Your Body. Use Your Brain to Change Your Age. And last year, he released Unleash the power of the female brain. And many people attribute the changes in football helmets to the amazing work about brain and concussions and head trauma that Dr. Amen is responsible for. In fact, in this interview, we actually talk about football because as you know, I'm I'm part of a big football family and how important it is to get awareness out to youth soccer players about the dangers of headers. This is a fascinating interview. Um, Get ready to take some notes. And and if you don't have a pen or a piece of paper with you to take some notes, don't worry. I've included all of the links and there's some really important ones in this episode. And you can find those by going to my blog or my website, which is shaleenjohnson.com forward slash podcast. Here we go. I am so fortunate to be here with renowned expert, Dr. Amen. Dr. Amen, are you there? Hi, Shaleen. So happy to be with you. Well, this is going to be fantastic. Um, As I've said to my listeners, I'm just fascinated by the brain. And I wish more people um, understood that, gosh, I mean, it's this one area where we we tend to just suck it up and, and don't spend a lot of time consulting with experts. But we'll go and have our teeth fixed and we'll go to an expert to have our vision repaired. But we rarely think of going to an expert when it comes to our brain. And what you have been doing um, for many years has just been so remarkable. And I think that, as I like to say, smart people understand that it starts with your brain. So I want to start with the concept of ADD. And is there such thing as adult ADD? Yeah, no question. I'm a child psychiatrist by training. To be a child psychiatrist, you first have to be an adult psychiatrist. But half the people... The kids that we see as child psychiatrists have ADD of one form or another. It's also called the ADHD. And what you quickly realize is if you're seeing an ADD child, one or both of their parents has it too. Interesting. The mythology is everybody outgrows it by the time they're 12 or 13. And it's just not true. They tend to outgrow physical hyperactivity uh, that a lot of ADD kids have, but they still have the other hallmark symptoms, short attention span, distractibility, restlessness, impulse control. 
that can devastate their lives. And often it starts with they've struggled their whole lives, but when they have a child that becomes either hard to manage or they really feel badly at how much the child is suffering in school, they get the child help. And then if you see a really good child psychiatrist, obviously it's a genetic disorder, they'll look at mom and dad and mm. go, okay, where's this coming from? What are some of the signs? Let's say there are listeners now who say to themselves, I don't know if my child has ADD, I've never been diagnosed, but now I'm an adult and I'm experiencing distractibility, but I just assume it's because I'm unfocused or I have a short attention span, but I think that's just because, you know, I need to get more disciplined. What are some of the clear ways that people can identify that perhaps they are suffering from ADD? You know, what I've seen over the years, it's really a cluster of symptoms that happens over a long period of time. We all have periods where we get distracted or we're disorganized. But if over a long time, you've had a short attention span, and not for everything, for regular routine, everyday things like homework, schoolwork, mm. chores, paperwork, it's, you just can't pay attention unless you're super interested in something. Mm. That's really one of the hallmarks of ADD. Uh, another one is you're easily distracted. The brain has this beautiful ability to block out things that you don't really have to pay attention to. So growing up, I lived three houses from the freeway. And a lot of people would think it was noisy, but I never did because my brain was actually able to block it out because I didn't need to pay attention to it. But people who have ADD, they're very easily distracted uh, and they're very sensitive to the environment. So tags and clothes bother them. Mm. If the seams on your socks aren't just right, that'll bother them. Sometimes their skin can be really sensitive. They tend to be noise sensitive. So if somebody's chewing potato chips, it could send them to the moon. So short attention span, but not for everything. Easily distracted and organization's a problem. Typically, their rooms, desks, book bags, filing cabinets tend to be messy. They organize by the pile system. They're piles everywhere. <laughs> and and they tend to be late. Uh, oh, gosh. So organization for time is hard. And even if they're ready on time, they're late mm. because they'll put four things in to do between the time they actually got ready and the time they're supposed to leave. Check, 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 and check. Procrastination is their middle name. Wow. So they actually won't get things done until someone's mad at them to get it done <laughs> or until there's a deadline to make it happen. Uh, so it's last minute for term papers, last minute for projects. Um, and it's, it's chronic stress mm. because everything's the last minute, which it's almost like they run on adrenaline. So ADD stands for attention deficit disorder. I often think of it as adrenaline deficit disorder because what you often see is people who have it can be um, excitement-seeking, conflict-seeking. It's it's like there's always drama and cortisol following them around, or wow. drama, adrenaline, and cortisol, uh, which is the stress hormone that follows them around. And then the last one is issues with impulsivity. Okay, is okay. that they have more trouble 
thinking before they say something, thinking it through before they do something. And it can get them either into hot water relationships or with their money and having better impulse control ultimately becomes one of the goals of helping them. So short attention span, distractibility, disorganization, procrastination, uh, impulse control issues. And all of us have some of those at some time. Okay. But if it's that cluster that happens over a long period of time, we say someone has ADD. One of, one of the unique things about my work is we do imaging at Amen Clinics. I have six clinics around the country where we have scanned and treated literally 20,000 people have ADD. And uh, we clearly see that it's not one thing in the brain, it's at least seven. And that's sort of where the rubber meets the road in that, you know, people go, oh, ADD is a fad, ADD is not real, ADD is mm. made up by the drug companies. And it's like, none of that's true. ADD is real. And when it is left untreated, it causes real serious problems, high incidence of drug abuse, incarceration, divorce, job failure, school failure. People have ADD go to the hospital three times more than other people. They have more head injuries. And a new study showed that they have more uh, obesity and more Alzheimer's disease. Well, that would make sense because, especially because of the cortisol correlation. Now, before we start to talk about treatment, I've heard people who say that they have adult ADD also attribute or or say that one of the things that they like about it is that they have this ability to like really hyper focus on something. Is that also a trait of ADD or is that something else? If they're really interested, mm -hmm. then they can pay attention for a long time. Like it's so engrossed that you don't realize uh, the flight is left or you ha don't realize that, you know, the house is on fire. <laughs> right. Got it. They often miss flights, but it's because they're late. <laughs> <laughs> the trick is, and, and it surprises uh, people, you know, a lot of teenagers go, I don't have ADD. I can pay attention if I'm interested. Hmm. But that's the problem is they have to be super interested in order to pay attention. So they can be getting four D's and F and one A and go, well, everybody's just boring. I don't have ADD. And if you just look at those hallmark symptoms over a long period of time, their mother's going, no, he has ADD. Mm. Now, is ADD something that you, especially for adults, I mean, we're talking about adults today specifically, is this something that you will need to be tested for? Or is it simply going through this list of chronic behaviors and experiencing all of these things in clusters, as you've mentioned, can you pretty much assume you do have ADD? You can feel confident, mm. but you can't just go, oh, I have ADD, here's the treatment. Mm. What I've discovered based on our imaging work, it's just not one thing. And giving everybody Ritalin or Adderall helps some people. I mean, for some people, it's like a miracle. It's like giving somebody who's blind glasses and now they can see. But for other people, it's a nightmare. Yeah. And it's it's knowing, and, and I get after my psychiatric colleagues a lot, because we're the only medical specialty that never looks at the organ they treat. 
And so based on our work, we have found imaging to be a critical component to helping to understand, well, how does your brain work? Does it work too hard? Does it not work hard enough? Has it been hurt? Because if you have a traumatic brain injury, for example, um, that can certainly make you look like you have ADD. Mm -hmm. um, and knowing the underlying biology really helps to target the treatment specifically to your brain. Now, a long time ago, I realized not everybody can get a scan either because of cost or being near one of our clinics. And so based on thousands of scans, I developed a series of questionnaires to help people predict which of the seven types that they might have. And I have a book called Healing ADD and a website, healingaddin30days.com, where people can take the test. And, you know, if they can't come to one of our clinics, but quite frankly, if it's me, I'd get a scan because... ADD is devastating. It can ruin people's lives. And you don't want to play with it. You want to know, well, what does my brain look like so that I can appropriately target treatment to me? Plus, when people see their brains, they get this cool concept I like called brain envy <laughs> that Freud was wrong. Freud was about two and a half feet too low in the body when he was talking about penis envy. <laughs> uh, that was just a dumb concept oh that gosh. it really should be brain envy. You know, if you love and care for your brain, you're just so much more likely to do a better job of t taking care of it, treating it. Isn't that the truth? I know I'm very close to your clinic. I would love to do a brain scan. Can I ask what it runs? So it depends on what we do. Um, you know, we, we do shorter evaluations, longer evaluations. Our full evaluation, which uh, has two scans, one at rest, one with concentration. And what we found with the ADD brain is actually it's pretty good at rest. When they try to concentrate, it drops in activity. Mm. So what that means is the harder they try, the worse it gets. We also do some neuropsychological testing, really detailed histories uh, people are in the clinic about two and a half days and that's about thirty seven hundred dollars we, we have a shorter version of that we do as well for about half that cost and people go oh it costs and it's like i, I really want them to think of it as an investment. investment absolutely because when you go from untreated add or ineffectively treated add to fully treated ADD, you know, I have one patient I love, he owns a car dealership and everybody around him knew he had ADD, but when he got it diagnosed and treated, he made three times the amount of money he'd ever made because wow. he could focus. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm going through this checklist and I didn't mean to laugh as, you know, to, to downplay the symptoms, but I'm just going, wow, this is, these are so many of my symptoms and I've, I don't know if I've just figured out how to teach the world how to deal with me and how to cope with it but it sure would be nice not to have to do some of these things and i think that so many people under or devalue i mean think about the billions of dollars we spend on our our waistline and our abs and your success in life your relationships everything has to do with your brain so i will be in I will be in for the full brain scan and everybody stay tuned because i i can't wait to tell you what we find out it's fascinating to me
fascinating. But for those people who aren't able to come to the clinic and and make that type of investment, we can send them to your website, which is Healing ADD in. 30, it's 30days.com. And there is um, an assessment, a quiz that you can take yourself. Is that true? It is. And what we do, so Tana and I recorded 30 five to 10 minute videos because we knew they had to be short for our ADD audience (laughs) and basically give you the plan to get better in the quickest way possible. And I'm so excited about that particular program because when the treatment works, it works quickly. And I always want to start with the least toxic, uh, most effective things first. And so we give you the dietary interventions, the supplement interventions, um, what are the lab tests that you should get to make sure it's really not your thyroid Mm. uh, that's causing you to have ADD symptoms, what are the behavioral things to do with yourself, to do with your kids, and it's very powerful, and it's simple, and it's easy. And it's funny and it's fun because three of my four children have ADD. And so I know more about it than I want to know. Do you find that entrepreneurs have a higher incident rate of ADD or is there any correlation there? No question about it. In fact, there's a CEO company called Tech where they do a lot of consulting for businesses and CEOs. And uh, one of the leaders there told me he thought about 70%. Mm. of the CEOs that he saw had ADD. And it it makes total sense because they're not going to work for someone else because someone else is sort of irritated if you can't show <laughs> up on time. If you work for yourself, it doesn't matter. But if you surround yourself with someone who organizes you, who mm. follows through and gets things done, it is a really great combination because people with ADD are often highly intelligent, spontaneous, willing to take risks, creative. And so with the right structure, they can be great leaders. Uh, Without structure, they usually cannot, their companies don't realize uh, anywhere near their full potential. This is very interesting because, you know, The one thought that I have is my husband and I coach couples who are entrepreneurs. One of them has to be an entrepreneur in order for them to be accepted into our program. It's just a very small group. But one of the prerequisites that we have for those those people who who join our coaching program is that they must agree to do therapy because we believe, you know, if we're going to work with really smart people, we have to have them willing to seek professional help that's outside of our scope. And one thing that we'll hear on a regular basis is that people fear that if they quote unquote fix their issues, that they'll lose their edge. And so for me, listening to all of the positive qualities of having ADD, I hear that little voice inside of me going, well, but if I if I fix this, will I lose my risk-taking attributes? Will I lose my creativity? So speak to those people who are thinking, well, maybe this is actually serving me. My experience, and, and this is on, I mean, literally tens of thousands of people with ADD, is that when you treat it, you become more effective. You become more loving, more thoughtful, more consistent, more predictable, that you stop taking stupid risks <laughs> because you think it through. 
and but you're fully yourself. So, I mean, you have to ask yourself if you need glasses, there's some benefit to that, right? I right. mean, you really have to um, be intuitive and you have to overcome certain obstacles in order to navigate the world. But wearing the glasses makes you so much more effective. And I think getting the ADD treated effectively, see, that's, that's the little tricky part, you know, given everybody Ritalin or everybody Adderall, um, makes some people dramatically more effective and other people obsessive and agitated and irritable. So it's about getting the treatment right for your brain. Now I treat a lot of famous people, but one of them is a best-selling author who takes the medicine when she cleans her house, when she deals with her kids, when she spends quality time with her husband, but doesn't take it when she writes because she actually wants 16 plots in her head at the mm. same time when she writes. And that's sort of the cool thing about some of the medicines is they work when you take them and they don't when, when you don't need them. But, you know, my favorite story on ADD is actually one of my own kids who was never hyperactive. So I didn't pick it up right away, but she struggled in school. And now she always got B's and C's, but it was with great academic effort. And in 10th grade, she fell apart because she's staying up every night till one or two o'clock in the morning to get her homework done. And she came to me one night in tears and told me that she believed she could never be as smart as her friends. Mm -hmm. And it just broke my heart. And when we scanned her the next day, she had a classic ADD pattern. And I just felt so awful because I'm helping all these people. And this child who I was actually, you know, really connected to her, um, I'm not helping someone I love more than anybody else in the world. Yeah. And so on the treatment um, that I talk about it, healing ADD in 30 days, a week later, she noticed the difference was dramatic for her. Three months later, straight A's the next 10 years straight A's and Brianne who is headed toward a mediocre life got into one of the best veterinarian schools in the world and for people who know about these things it's actually harder to get into veterinarian school than into medical school and uh, her ability soared as did her self-esteem sword so she didn't have to live the rest of her life thinking i cannot be as smart as my friends and now one of my favorite moments with her was uh, i was about nine months as she was into her treatment she winked at me at dinner and she said i kicked butt in a debate today Dad. and and if you knew her she was one of those kids who never raised her hand because mm -hmm. what i found out is she was always lost because she wanted to do well, but her brain didn't let her. Wow, that's a remarkable story. I mean, when it comes to tr the treatment of ADD, I think most people are most familiar with the medications that are most widely used, like Ritalin and Adderall. But there's also been a lot of attention in the media that says that kids are just especially college-age kids, are using these things to just get them through and help them focus. And now that that's kind of even spread to adults who are like, well, I'm, I don't know if I'm ADD, but this just really helps me focus and operate on less sleep and that it's kind of become fashionable or a fad 
for people to be taking these prescription drugs. So let's talk about some of the benefits and the risks of turning first to the medications that are stimulants. Well, for the right type. So I talk about seven different types, classic ADD, inattentive ADD, over-focused, temporal lobe, limbic, ring of fire and anxious ADD. So those are all the names I talk about in the program. For the first two types, stimulants work and they're like a miracle. Um, for the other five types, it actually can make them worse. So if you have the right type, these medications can be really amazing. Um, now, do they work for quote, normal people just want more of an edge? Um, usually they make those people worse. Usually they'll unbalance those people. So I'm not a fan of just, okay, let's give everybody Ritalin and see how it goes. <laughs> um, for the right person though, your batting average generally goes up if you play baseball because your wow. focus is better. Um, football players generally don't like it because they're a little bit less aggressive, which most of us would assume that's probably a pretty good thing overall. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not a big fan of football anymore uh, because of the brain damage associated mm -hmm. with it. But for the right person, um, their focus is better, their organization is better, their impulse control is better, and their sex lives are better. Why, you know, often when I lecture, uh, talk about, so what does an orgasm require? Focus. You have to pay attention to the feeling <laughs> long enough to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And if you're constantly distracted, then it's harder for you to have an orgasm, which can really negatively affect your relationship. Oh my gosh. You, you know, if, if, you know, you can only have an orgasm if the relationship is new, if it's exciting, if it's, you know, those first three months of a new relationship, and now all of a sudden you can't, your partner begins to think it's him mm -hmm. and that you don't love him. And it actually has nothing to do with that. It's just you're easily distracted and, um, so getting the treatment right makes everybody happy. Well, you mentioned football and head trauma, and I assume that there is a correlation between head trauma and ADD. Is there? No question. In fact, people who have ADD have more head injuries because of the impulsivity. So, mm -hmm. you know, the kids running into the street without looking. But if you hurt the front part of your brain, you're more likely to have ADD symptoms. When I revised my book, Healing ADD, I almost included an eighth type, which was head trauma-induced ADD. Mm. Now, we've gone so much further in terms of what we recognize as being unsafe for kids and putting helmets on them when they play football. But my daughter plays soccer. And, you know, gosh, I hope our coach doesn't hear this interview, but we've just told her no headers, even if it means a goal. But I see these kids... Is, I've got to assume that that's trauma to the front frontal part of your, your brain. How old is your daughter? She's 14. Yeah, absolutely not. I mean, her brain's not finished developing for another 11 years. Mm. And your brain is soft, about the consistency of soft butter. Your skull is really hard and has multiple sharp bony ridges. Her brain is not finished developing. And what a lot of people don't know, for the female brain, 90% of her IQ comes from her frontal lobes, where for males, it's more widely distributed in the brain. So a frontal lobe injury for her, and every time she 
heads the ball with her forehead. Mm -hmm. um, it's trauma to it. I mean, you know, we have to make no mistake about it. Soccer balls are not volleyballs. No. They're heavy. And your brain is soft and your skull is hard. Your brain controls everything in your life, the kind of mother you are, the kind of wife you are, the kind of employer or employee you are. And if your brain controls everything you do and it's still wildly developing, why in God's name would we ever subject a child to potential repetitive concussions to mm -hmm. their brain? It's just stupid. When you think about the physics of it, and, and, and I think, you know, there's so many benefits to playing soccer, but if, if you don't clearly have the rule, there are no headers. And if you're going to go for a ball and someone else is going to go for their ball, don't do it with your head. Right. Um, it, right. Because, you know, and there are other ways to get head injuries in soccer. Somebody takes your legs out from under you or, you know, somebody hits you hard and your head hits the ground. Um, I, I just think as a society, we have no honor or respect for what is really the most important organ in the universe. Yeah. Wow. And it's just a matter of, of really educating and bringing awareness to parents because kids don't know they just want to make their parents happy and their coaches happy and and when they're so young that's that's all that they know and it affects them later i was sadly enough at a funeral just last weekend from a gentleman who played high school college and pro football and committed suicide and there was what the nice thing about the service was that most everyone who spoke carried on his legacy of bringing attention to the fact that head injuries are something that are preventable, especially in, in youth sports. We did the big NFL study when the NFL was um, in active denial that they had a problem. Mm -hmm. And it, the, the results were devastating. Although the suicide makes me so sad because what we what we found is that in many players you could reverse the damage mm. um that's the part of the story that's not yet really been told but 80 percent of our players showed improvement when we put them on a brain enhancement program i mean that's sort of the big aha message of my life is you're not stuck with the brain you have we can make it better even if you've been bad to it I love that. Well, we're coming up on the end of our interview. I'm excited to make an appointment to come into the Amen Clinic, and I'm going to do the full brain scan. I'm so stoked about it. And I'm also going to suggest that everyone follow along and, and please go to healingadd and 30 dayscom Take the assessment. And I haven't gone through this yet, but there's 30 days worth of videos that kind of help them not only figure out what type of ADD that they might have, but how to begin to heal the brain. That's it. That's exciting. It's the best that we have. And I think uh, people will find it helpful, informative, give them great direction. And, and if they need more, if they need to come to the clinic, see their brain, we're here for them as well. We have three clinics on the East Coast, uh, New York, Washington, D.C., and Atlanta, Georgia, and three on the West Coast, Seattle, San Francisco, and Costa Mesa. So uh, that's our mission in life is to help people have better brains and better lives. And is that Amen Clinics? 
or clinic. So, Eamon, like the last word in a prayer, imagine growing up with that last name. <laughs> uh, Eamon Clinics uh, with an S. With an S. Com. Dr. Eamon, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for imparting your wisdom with us today. We just can't thank you enough for helping us spread the knowledge and letting people know that you don't have to live with the brain that you have. You can actually make it better. And that's what life's about, being better. Thanks, Elaine. Amazing. How interesting was that? Are, are you fascinated? Don't forget, you've got to figure this out for yourself. This is so, I mean, if you were listening to some of the symptoms and some of the signs that might indicate that you yourself may have ADD, then I strongly encourage you to visit their website, healingaddin30days.com. Yes, I'm going to do a follow-up so that I can tell you a little bit about what I find when I go in to do a brain scan. I am fascinated by this. I'm almost certain based on this interview that I have ADD. I'm excited. I love learning about my brain. I love just understanding that by having an expert and going to the expert and investing time to learn more about our brains, we can actually have a better life. So I promise to give you an update on my brain scan. But in the meantime, I would love to hear from you. I would love to know what you find when you take the quiz, when you take the test. Again, that was at healingaddin30days.com. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to first go to that website, take the test. And then what I'd like for you to do is go back to my website and leave me a voicemail message just telling me if in fact you did find that you were diagnosed as one of those types of ADD. And anything else that you enjoyed about this program, you can leave me a message by going to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash podcast. There I have a little plug-in on my website. You can have one on yours too. It's called Speak Pipe, P-I-P-E and just record me a message. Now, don't worry. If you don't like the way the message comes out, if you tend to ramble on and on and on, like I do because I must have ADD, then you can hit delete and re-record until it's brief and bright and concise. And don't forget to tell me who you are. And hey, if you've got a website, leave me your website name because I'll give you a plug. And I plan to share those messages when I create my update after going to the Amen Clinic for my brain scan. What if he scans my brain and he goes, and he just comes, he goes screaming out of the office and he's like, she's a genius, everybody. I've never seen a brain like this. Don't laugh. It's possible. It's also possible that he scans it and he's like, whoa, you shouldn't even be operating a motorized vehicle. <laughs> Why did I just make him sound like Luther Vandross? I don't know. But I guess, ladies and gentlemen, that's the sign that I have reached my max on my ability to focus today. So until we have the opportunity to spend some focused time together again soon, I just want you to know, even without a brain scan, I already know you're super duper smart or you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. Hashtag duh. Duh.